The following podcast is presented by Ensign Services, Inc., a company engaged in the business of providing contracted for administrative and back office type support services to post-acute healthcare clients. Ensign Services provides accounting, human resources, compliance, legal, risk management, information technology, training, construction support, and other such miscellaneous services to its clients. These contracted for services are available to be utilized at the sole discretion of its clients. References within the podcast to the company and its activities, as well as the use of the terms we, us, its, our, and similar terms used during the discussion are not meant to imply that Ensign Services, Inc. or the Ensign Group, Inc. has any direct operational control, supervision, or direction of the independently operated post-acute healthcare entities. Today, the principles that we're going to be talking about come from the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, written by Dale Carnegie. Hi, this is Ryan Rushton, and I'm here with Clay Christensen today. It totally um, sounds like a, a your, your official announcement. Yeah, Hello, the, this the, is uh, Ryan or, Rushton. Or you're reminding me of uh, the game show I was on. Hi, my name is Clay Christensen. <laughs> and if you have not seen the game show <laughs> yeah. that uh, Clay Christensen was on, just send Don't. me an email and I'll, I'll provide a link later. <laughs> um, so this is part two of our three-part series yeah. that we're doing um, about how to – uh, when friends, friends and, and influence, influence people. people, and this is the how to influence people Thank portion. You. Thank yeah. you. You helped finish, get that over the yeah. finish line. Thank you. Uh, so in the last podcast, we talked about how to get people to like you. Um, and now we're going to discuss how to influence people. Um, and again, probably just the reminder, relationships precede results mm-hmm. and to keep that phrase in mind so okay. that we want to be better at relationships. Got it. Okay. Um, he seems to be big on lists, uh, and this is his list of steps to influencing people. Yeah. Um, so number one, the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, show respect for other people's opinions. Never say you're wrong. <laughs> okay. That's going to be a tough one, Clay. One I know. I just think okay. about that one for a bit. Three, if you are wrong... Admit it quickly and emphatically. Okay, so they're never wrong, but I've got to say <laughs> right. when I'm wrong. If you're okay. wrong, you need to admit it. Uh, number four, we want to begin in a friendly way, which that one kind of seems pretty pretty straightforward. You want to start something in a friendly way. <laughs> number five, get the other person saying yes immediately. Um, Sounds manipulative, but we'll get into Yeah, that. I'm curious about that one. I want to hear what you have to say about that one. Um, number six, let the other person do a great deal of the talking. Number seven, let the other person feel that the idea is theirs. Number eight, try to honestly see things from their point of view. Uh, number nine, be sympathetic um, with the other person's ideas or desires. Number 10, appeal to the nobler motives. Yeah, that sounds kind of like old language. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, I'll, I'll explain what that it is. Because that like is one of my of favorites. Like, I, I yeah. like the sound of that. Um, number 11, dramatize your ideas. <laughs> that one sounds funny too. I'll explain <laughs> that, that one. Good, good, please. I could go, I could go far with that one. Just be dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can be dramatic. Um, number 12, throw down a challenge, uh, show the score. Um, so we, we probably don't have time to talk about each one of them, Clay. So why don't you go ahead and pick? Go. Yeah. Go. So, so, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can maybe take multiple at a time okay. and, and touch on them and they all sort of bleed into each other. And, um, you know, the first thing he says is the only way to win an argument is to avoid it. So, so mm-hmm. let's, let's do some sayings and let's okay. start with Buddha. Okay. All right. We're going to start with Buddha. We're going to go with the big stuff. Hatred is never ended by hatred, but by love. Okay, so there's thought number one. Thought number two, you can't win an argument, you can't, 
Because if you lose it, you lose it. And if you win it, you lose it. <laughs> you just made me snort laugh right there. That's okay. terrible. We're going to have to edit that out. Edit, edit out the edit snort, the snort laugh. laugh. All right. So, and then, and then this one I really like. He, he uses this phrase. He says, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Plus okay. it rhymes. So that means it's right. <laughs> okay, it stop. Rhymes, right? <laughs> I, I hear you all the time saying uh, we should have good, healthy conflict. Um, are you changing your tune on this? Right. So it sounds like I'm saying, yeah, don't have any yeah. conflict. We shouldn't have any fight. No, we should have good, healthy conflict. Those of you that have sat in my trainings where I, I slam this into your heads, maintain that thought. But a disagreement is not an argument. And and I think it's important that we understand how to keep a disagreement from becoming an argument. This is the, the debate between healthy and unhealthy conflict, mm-hmm. right? Um, first of all, welcome the disagreement, meaning, meaning make sure that they understand this is not only okay, it's what you want. The debate is something that is good. And also be willing to distrust your first instinctive impression. Mm. You know, sometimes we're we're so sure that we're right. I know that I'm always right. Right. Well, I mean, you are right, Clay. That's that's fair. That's no, fair. But but we need to learn to distrust that 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 impression that we have, where we're just there to tell everybody else why we're right and get. The, yeah. uh, we need to make sure we're better at controlling our temper and our ego. We need to be good at listening first and and maybe start with areas of agreement. We need to be honest in our in our debates. We need to be better at promising to think over our opponent's ideas. Maybe opponent's the wrong word, mm-hmm. but the person that we're having the discussion with, that we need to actually be more open-minded about their ideas and and thank them for their interest and mm-hmm. And and maybe if needed, if if your ego gets heated in this, maybe you need to say, hey, can we come back to this and, and visit this later? You know, take time to think about this problem. These are just sort of the things that help us remove ego from the debate. Okay. Uh, we talked about this in the podcast. Uh, I think it was cognitive diversity. And in cognitive diversity, we talked about the idea that, that – uh, of the Wright brothers, who they would just debate ideas, then they'd go to lunch and they'd come back and they'd switch sides of the argument. <laughs> it's a, right? that's a, yeah, it's a great, great approach. And it's just it's passionate pursuit of truth. Yeah. And, and and I'll throw in here: when you're wrong, admit it quickly. That takes all the fight out of the other people. I mean, you you think about. Uh, Think about road rage incidents or other things <laughs> like that. And when you've been angry at somebody and you look over at them and they immediately say, I'm so sorry. Right, it right, just it, it takes everything out of it. it. And, and you know, to show how wise I am, uh, there's an old proverb that says, by fighting, you never get enough. But by yielding, you get more than you expected. Oh, that's, I like that proverb. Oh, that's nice. I'm so wise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> we want good, healthy conflict. Yeah. Um, but we need to remove ego. Um, Which is hard because yeah, we have egos. It, it is. It is hard. Um, and you do. I don't. I, you know, well, of course. But uh, <laughs> just proven by that very statement. You know when I make comments like that and I see Vanessa's face where just she's like cringe, shaking. Just looking at you, yeah, shaking her head. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I try to avoid that so that I can make those comments <laughs> and I don't right. have to feel the shame afterwards. That's right. He away from it. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, so, so anything uh, to say about the next several um, beginning in a friendly way? Um, get the other person saying yes immediately. Let the other person do a great deal of talking. Um, yeah. So, so you think you think I was done with the proverb? I'm not. Oh, I didn't. Now, I thought you were just getting warmed now up. Now I'm fighting. jumping to Aesop. Okay, so Aesop says this. I'm about to. I'm about to philosophize you. <laughs> right? I get to make up words. 
He said, he said, the sun can make you take off your coat more quickly than the wind. And kindliness, the friendly approach and appreciation can make people change their minds more readily than all the bluster and storming in the world. Wow. Boom. Right? Drop the mic. I, I saw the mic drop. Right? Be kind. I, I mean, we love mm. kind people. Yeah. And, 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 and he's saying you can get so much more traction from, from kindness than all the debate and argument. So, so start in a friendly way and then, and then be good at starting with common beliefs. When, when we're good at seeing agreements, it, mm. it breaks down barriers. Something like, uh, we obviously both are really passionate about this or we, I can tell that both of us are really excited to find a solution here. Yeah. Putting yourselves on the same team and starting with common beliefs and it, and it helps to, to break down barriers. And then the thought where, you know, the quote from the book, let the other person talk themselves out, mm. ask them questions, let them tell you a few things. If you disagree with them, you may be tempted to interrupt, but don't. It's dangerous. That's yeah. It's, I'm feeling really guilty hearing that statement because we it's tend really, to jump in yeah, and we want to really argue hard. and we want to debate it. Look, it, it's it's the the Coveyism. Seek first to understand before you seek to be understood, and it's it's a great truth that that hmm. very few follow, myself included, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, I just feel like I need to say that at the end of each of each, our each segments. Of these, well, I'm bad at this. Let, let's just put that as a disclaimer. I'm going to throw that into Kathleen's disclaimer. What Clay is going to talk about in this podcast, he is really bad at. Hey, okay. You can you can you can lump me in with you as well, Clay. Um, so so keep going. Um, I'm usually more anxious to be understood, you know, especially when I'm sure I'm right. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are, what are the next ones? So he, next thing he says is help the other person feel the idea is theirs, and I, I'm I'm not saying to trick or manipulate them. Where, where you're mm-hmm. saying, oh, that was such a good idea you had where right. you said that we should do this, but right. it was actually your idea. That, right. that's, that's all manipulation. I, I say all the time that knowledge has to be constructed by the learner. Hmm. We have more faith in ideas that we discover for ourselves than ideas that are, are, are handed to us, right? So that's what he's saying here. Help them to construct the ideas by asking questions. Here's a quote from the book. He says, we much prefer to feel that we are buying of our own accord or acting on our own ideas. So help people construct their own knowledge or ideas rather than just accepting yours. Yeah, that makes sense. By asking good questions. Then he says, try honestly to to see things from their point of view. Honestly, don't, don't patronize them. Right. Don't, don't. Don't be disingenuous. Yeah. And, and we can be that way, right? We, we can be disingenuous. Try, try something like, you know what? I, I don't blame you for feeling this way. If, if I were you, I bet I would feel the same way. Yeah. Just an honest, genuine Right, even if you're in a disagreement. But people hunger for that sympathy. And and if you give it to them, uh, they will love you for it. And yeah. and it's it's just a, a way to um, to really help build relationships, even in the face of, of disagreements. Mm. And then and then here's where he says, appeal to their more noble motives. Um, I think I think the the statement I say that I think coincides with this is tell yourselves better stories about people. Yeah. Right. Uh, not the usual, you know, sometimes when your employees do something wrong. I mean, your, your CNAs, your housekeepers did something wrong and you think, oh, why do you wake up every day with the goal of making me miserable or making my job harder? Yeah. Assume nobler. Uh, look, 
you know, try try phrases like, um, you know, I could tell immediately how passionate of a person you are, or how caring of a person you are. You're assigning noble virtues to people, and you're shining a light on them. I, uh, someone that one makes that one just makes so much sense to me to to take to take that approach, and it's you know just something that I hadn't hadn't thought a ton about before. But. And and sometimes, I mean, you think of what it does for that yeah. person if somebody comes and says, you know, I can't be. I can't help but be impressed by your patience. Yeah. If they start with something like that, you're thinking, oh, you think some good. And, and now my defenses are down. Yeah. If you're assuming right? something about some reason for somebody's behavior without having the context for it, assuming a noble motive is just, just makes so and just much sense. Make it, make it genuine yeah. and yeah. shine a light on it. And, and I, I know people that have done that for me and, and it makes me work harder to be the person that they thought that I already yeah, was. That, right. That makes right. <laughs> right I, totally. I want, I want to live up to that. And, and I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful for people like that in my life. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I'm thinking of times when people have said the same things um, that they saw in me that I that I hadn't seen in myself, um, and like you just said, you know what it did for me, it was incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So so go ahead and finish off um, on the how to influence people more with dramatize your, your ideas and throw down a challenge. Just what, be what do you more mean dramatic, by right? Just cry yeah. more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think that. That's not the drama we're looking no, for. Okay, no, okay. I, I, you this know, is high school, like you were saying. So maybe the word I know high school drama. Maybe the word is the wrong word, but it's the word they use. So, so yeah. we'll keep it in there. Okay. Learn to show information in a way that it can't be ignored. Right. So, so that's actually a thought right. from uh, from Good to Great, right. where where Jim Collins says we we need to be better at presenting information in a way that it can't be misunderstood, it can't be ignored. Before I send an email or do a training or whatever, I can't just make sure I have the right information. I have to make sure the information is organized in a way that it can't be ignored yeah. because it's too important. And, and here's a principle to understand too: showing is always more powerful than telling. Um, I, I can't even remember which book this was, this was in. Maybe, maybe it was a uh, great, no, it's not great by choice. I, I won't sit here and try and guess what book it was, but <laughs> it tells the story of a, of a chef that was hired to cook more healthy meals for a school or trying to get kids to eat healthier. And, and they, you know, they had all the statistics of all the fat content and all these things. You're consuming this amount of fat and it's going to do this to your heart. And it was a bunch of correct and true information. Mm -hmm. Instead, what this chef did is he trucked in, I think he brought a dump truck in of a bunch of animal fat. And it happened to be the same amount of animal fat that was consumed by that school in any given year. And he dumped that fat right in front of all the kids. And they saw all this fat go onto the <laughs> the ground and they're, they're ew and you know he invited them anyone that wanted to touch it and wow. they were impacted by it right and 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 it you know and then he said this is the amount of fat you consume on an annual basis this huh. is what you are putting into your body and this is what we want to change and they were so much more willing to eat these healthy meals that he was preparing yes. as they had that vivid imagery it was palpable it yeah. was and he, and he made them message, feel. Yeah. He dramatized the message. He showed them rather than telling them. It, it's okay. a way that, you know, it really comes, and I, I don't have the exact quote here with me, but Maya Angelou said this, that, uh, you know, 
people uh, people might forget what you say, they might forget mm-hmm. what you do, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. It's it's mm-hmm. something like that, right. right? And so how we make people feel when we share information with them is is you know just one of those ways that we can uh, we can influence them. That's a great that's a great example. So that's 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 what he means by by dramatize. It's just making people feel. And then this whole idea of throwing down a challenge. We talk about this a lot mm-hmm. and and you know I, it seems like multiple annual meetings I've had Rick Forscott uh, do a training on this uh-huh. and but I, I just think it's a, a very powerful training on showing the score. People are competitive. They love to excel. Mm-hmm. And we are scorekeepers. It's it's why we love sports and it's why we love video games and, and races and, and whatever else. We want to know and improve our scores. Yeah. Uh, look, I think progression is the key to happiness. We don't know if we're progressing Unless we can see the score that we're at and the score that we're trying to get to. Right. The, the book says this. He, he says, uh, says, the one major factor that motivated people was the work itself. If the work was exciting and interesting, the worker looked forward to doing it and mm-hmm. was motivated to do a good job. That is what every successful person loves. The game. The chance for self-expression, the chance to prove his or her worth, to excel, to win. That's what makes foot races and hog calling and pie eating contests. <laughs> I like you you pulled some you pulled some interesting ones there. Remember, good, this book examples, was written yeah. a long time ago. You haven't done hog calling? Every Saturday yet. night. So so the, that's what makes that's what makes those things. The desire to excel, the desire for a feeling of importance. And and honestly, this is the green and clean concept. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what do we care about? Green and clean. This is where we fail as leaders and as partners. We don't make crystal clear in a way that it can't be ignored or misunderstood what our green and clean is. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to set high expectations and show the score. Lay down a challenge and watch people strive to meet that challenge, whether it's it's call light times or customer feedback scores or census or whatever it may be, show the score and lay down a challenge. No, that's that's great, Clay. Um, really, uh, each of these concepts really do seem important. Um, so thank you for, for digging into them and, and uh, helping us talk through part two of our three-part how to win friends and influence people series. Yeah, and, and hopefully we can become better at this and influencing people. And like I yeah. say, take take two or three of them and, and just work at getting better at those and, and, and then go from there. I think it's pretty powerful stuff. That's perfect. Well, thank you, Clayton. Thank you. Thank you.